This podcast is produced by Unedited. Let's say it's Thursday, 6.32 p.m. And I feel those emotions. I say, okay, I'm going to set a 30-minute timer on my phone. I'm going to allow myself to feel as opposed to suppressing it. And then at 7.02 p.m., I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to walk down the street. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to just something small, micro goal to allow myself to transition out of that. So being self-aware, obviously enjoying the moment, but being self-aware in the sense that if I'm not feeling okay, to let myself feel that and then transition out of that. That's Zach Dereniowski, and this is episode 210 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And having battled with depression and anxiety, I became a coach who helps people to create transformation by being more present in their lives. And this podcast is all about conscious living and positive well-being. And each week we hear the stories and tips from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. So I wanted to start 2021 with a really, really powerful interview. So I've kind of held on to this recording since the beginning of December when we sat down to do it. And I'm joined by Zach Dereniowski, who is also known as ND Motivator online. He's a medical student and a mental health advocate who has literally blown up on TikTok and Instagram through sharing his own struggles and vulnerabilities. Zach has over a million followers on TikTok, 200,000 people follow him on Instagram, all because he posted videos sharing his vulnerabilities and looking to really empower people to let them know that it's actually okay to not feel okay. During this conversation, we spoke about being relatable through vulnerability, discovering your true self, showing yourself love and also at the end of the episode we throw down a challenge for anyone who wants to join us so make sure you stick around to the very end to hear what that is the aim of this podcast is to inspire so if you like what you hear in this episode be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love but right now let's jump straight in and hear from zach hello zach welcome Thank you for having me on, Alex. What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. I actually wanted to, to it's just, I've just come to me now as I, as I was about to say, how are you doing? I wanted to actually just do a little checking because I thought sometimes when you say, how are you doing? It's easy to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. But I want to know like how you're really doing. Because for me, like the last couple of days, I've kind of, I've kind of been a bit overwhelmed or like not, no, overwhelmed is the wrong word, probably a bit anxious. And I felt like a bit kind of like lethargic, but not in necessarily a bad, bad way, just like, you know, and you can feel that slight difference in your energy. Um, so yeah. How are you doing, man? I appreciate you for actually asking. And I hope you're uh, having an awesome Thursday. Cause I know it's, was it 10 AM for you in the UK? Yeah, man. Um, I'm doing good, man. Actually the last few days I've been very grateful, um, for enjoying the Sydney sun and really appreciating what I have around me. The last few days have been spending a lot more time trying to be mindful of that. So yeah. that's been very helpful. So nice. yeah. And what's, what's asking, kind of sparked that, that gratitude then for you? Probably it being the end of the school year. <laughs> 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 Probably the fact that I'm on a 10 week break soon. <laughs> oh mate. Okay. I feel that. That's nice. And it's summer. <laughs> and it's summer. Yeah. It's pretty hard to complain in that sense. <laughs> that's good, man. That's good. So look, man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today because I've, I've, since I discovered your account on TikTok, um, I don't know, man, maybe six months ago or so, this really, it's been really powerful and really inspiring. And I think what I really love about what I see from you is the, the vulnerability that you bring to what you share. So I'm interested in, in, in two things really, like firstly, what kind of inspired you to start TikTok and then Secondly, was the vulnerability a kind of conscious thing or did that just happen naturally? 
I love the keyword you said vulnerability. So, um, yeah, so I can give you like a two or three minute synopsis because I think it needs yeah. a little backstory if that's okay. Cool. So I'm Zach. I'm a medical student in Sydney, um, but I'm a former college dropout. So I failed out of college when I was 18 or 19 at a 0.59 GPA. And I remember at the end of that school year, I called my parents and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I called my dean of my program and I thought I could convince them to like reinstate me back into the program. I said, mm. I'll do much better. Give me a chance. And he's like, Zachary university or college just isn't right for you. And I'll never forget those words because I was upstairs and my parents were downstairs and they had no idea. So when I went back down to the dinner table and my mom, who's a teacher, she just stormed away from the table, upset with me. My dad, who's blue collar, who has self-employed, 80, 90 hour work weeks, just said, Zach, move out. My younger brother stopped looking up to me. I lost my friends um, mentally in a really bad space financially in a really bad space. And over the next year, it was probably one of the toughest periods of my life. At the time though, I wasn't self-aware of that. Um, I think that's, you started the conversation with saying, you're aware that you're, you're anxious and lethargic. It's, mm. I think self-awareness is everything. We can chat about that later. So over that next year, I kind of like got my footing back together. And then over the next six years, um, I academically performed well to the point where I was ready to apply to medical school after I got my degree and my post back. But I had about nine, 10 months before starting medical school to do something, either a work or a passion or, or something. Um, so I'm like, okay, you know what? I kind of have a story here. Um, so I put my transcripts up on Instagram one day on a random account, uh, my freshman transcripts, the nine Fs on the transcript and no followers, nothing. And this random kid from Vermont in the US messaged me this giant essay. And he's like, man, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, it's inspiring to hear I'm in a similar position. And I was just blown away that social media can be used for so much good. And that a complete stranger felt comfortable enough to open up across yeah. the world. So at that point I started, okay, I'm like, I got something here probably. Um, so every night I would do an Instagram live with a medical student, a resident or doctor around the world to learn from them and to really develop this network or rapport with people who are on this, like I call it like a mentor mentee continuum, right? Mm. Take lessons and you learn along the way. And I think it's both sides because these doctors or these residents, they're so willing and open to say, okay, when I was 18 and I was 20, I went through this, or I went through this and, and they, these hardships and obstacles and vulnerabilities and that people in my position or a couple of years earlier are like, okay, this is normal. This is like, it, it, it's so empowering to hear. So through this, I created a formula called vulnerability equals relatability equals empowerment. Yeah. So that's where everything stems from when we said we're going to talk to mental health. So then after I started doing that, a test prep company reached out to me and they said, Zach, we love what you're doing in the States. Today. We want you to travel North America and speak at pre-medical conferences to empower students. And I'm like, oh, that's wow. a dream come true. And they only reached out to me because I'm a college dropout. They didn't reach out to me because I had some test score that was impressive. Like, it's because I'm because you're relatable. People mm. are humans, right? At the end of the day. So that was probably the coolest experience that I did. So I did that for about four or five months. And then I started medical school here in January. And COVID happened. Hmm. I uh, had an ACL knee surgery. So I blew up my knee playing basketball. So I lost my outlet, which is like sports and like working out. Then I went through a six-year long-term distance relationship breakup, which was challenging because that was part of my self-identity. Um, I didn't even know that at the time. 
Um, and then medical school is challenging. So like all these things were resurfacing or maybe like situational issues at once. And I'm like, I'm in a similar headspace that I was when I was 18 or 19, but I'm more self-aware of it at this time, as opposed to just trying to toughen up and brush it off and not talk about it and suppress it. I'm like, okay, I probably should go seek support. So I sought support, the counseling services here uh, at the med school. Um, and they said, Zach, you can, I think you should journal your thoughts. I think you need to express them down on a piece of paper or on your phone or an app or just get them out. And so you can like, right, to be more clear. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. Or I can kind of do what I do with my transcripts. I could just share my thoughts on a video. Mm. I'm like, TikTok seems like a cool opportunity to do that. So I did that. And then it, and then it just snowballed. And, yeah. But it's the same formula. Vulnerability equals relatability equals empowerment. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got on TikTok. <laughs> I love that, man. I think like, well, I, I, I'm assuming that a lot of people who, who have heard of you and who follow you wouldn't have heard that part of your story because it's obviously quite hard to get that across in a 15 second or 60 second TikTok. So thank you for sharing, man. I think it's really great to have the kind of context around you know, where you were all those years ago with, you know, being a dropout and the place that you found yourself in. And then similarly, where you were in January with, like you said, the long distance relationship breakup, you know, the ACL, which is, you know, I've had a, a, a the fair share of my injuries through playing football, soccer. Um, so I know what it's, <laughs> I know what it's like when you have those injuries, it can be really, it, it weighs heavy on you because it's kind of, you've lost that, like you said, that outlet, you've lost that, that, that playtime for yourself and it's like you're frustrated that you can't do it and then you've got the rehab and it did and it, it compounds right so w when you kind of started sharing on on tiktok what was your kind of initial feeling about that in terms of were you a bit nervous or was it a bit like let me just throw this out there and see what happens similar to to what happened on instagram I was hesitant with TikTok as a medical student and I thought TikTok's super cringy. Um, and I also thought it probably may connect with like one or two people. Um, and I was just, yeah, I was just blown away that, 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 it, that it's impacted or connected with people and the messages that I've received from it and just like the opportunities like this to have because of it. Um, yeah, I would have never expected that. I just thought I could share it and use it and hope maybe one more kid from Vermont it would connect with because mm. there's no reason to do that on your own. Um, but I think if you're willing um, and open and you feel confident to do it, there's nothing more powerful than just sharing your story. Everyone has a story. And I think we can all learn from people's stories. Yeah, for sure. And I, th I think, I think what you said before about it kind of being like a journal for yourself is really important mm -hmm. as well, because there's, there's a girl that I've had on the podcast who's super inspiring called Steph Ellsworth. She's she's based in the UK as well, but she's kind of known for kind of health and fitness and stuff. But her, her original account was called Healthy Chef Steph. And her backstory was that she had um, uh, eating disorder. And to help herself get through that, she started to document her food on Instagram. And she started to yeah. kind of get traction from the recipes she was sharing and and that kind of journaling that she was doing for herself ended up helping other people because they were found themselves in similar, posi similar positions or they wanted you know healthy recipes or whatever it may be and it, it for her it's compounded you know and snowballed like you said on top of each other so I think that journaling aspect is really important as well and that's kind of kind of what I do I guess with the podcast like to give you some context is like I have the interview episodes but then I do shorter episodes called in focus sessions where I kind of 
talk about one subject and it's normally something that I've been feeling that week or something that's been playing on my mind and I really kind of sit down and explore what that means for me and my ideas around it and my thoughts around it and my learnings around it and it's that those little you know 10 minute episodes become like my journal that I mm-hmm. share with other people and it's it's really freeing to do you know exactly it's a form of personal therapy and I think it really allows you to be in better tune with yourself. Like through these TikToks or as silly as it sounds, it's like, okay, Zach, time to open up your actual thoughts, your emotions, judgment-free, just put them out there. And I think speaking to yourself in either camera or audio, or sorry, video or audio, people connect with it because they feel like you're talking to them when really you're talking to yourself, right? Um, it's a very intimate connection that you're able to develop. Yeah, yeah. I love that because it's, it's, again, it's, because you're being quite personal, people relate to it. It's like, you know, your, your, your equation, it's like people relate to that because, okay, yeah, we, we go through different experiences in life and we, we have different things going on in our lives, but we feel the same things. Our emotions, our core emotions are the same emotions. If you can relate to what someone is feeling, you can understand the situation that they're in. And that, that's where I find stuff really interesting because you can, you can start to connect with someone emotionally rather than just by, you know, circumstance or, you know, where you're at in life. It's like you're actually connecting through the way that you both feel. Absolutely. And I, and, and I, and I can't even imagine the, over the last, was it three, four years that you've had this podcast, the guests or the people who have listened and them sharing their stories and just, and it's the lives you change, but it's a pay it forward thing too, right? Because mm. um, instantly, I don't know about yourself, but when there's an eye-opening thing for me or I learned something from someone else, the thing I want to do is I want to go share with five or 10 people or just like, and then it's boom, boom, boom. Mm. It's exponential. So um, yeah, it's amazing yeah. what you're doing on this platform. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and that's for me why like, you know, to, at the end of each episode, I always say like, if this episode has hit you or you've related to it or you know you've taken something from this and you know someone else who's gonna be able to take some value from this episode then share it with them because that's where you really get like you said the the exponential learning on stuff because you share and it's like when you come to you know social media you can dm people stuff on 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 tiktok you can duet stuff that you like so other people can see it you can you can send it via WhatsApp or messenger, whatever it is. And it's like, I'm, I'm always like that, especially with like some of my friends and um, even some of like my coaching clients, it's like, I'm always sending them stuff like, Oh, look, I just read this article. I think it'd be really helpful for what we were talking about last week. Boom. And I just try and share the learnings. And, and again, it comes back down to the podcast as well. Like I try and share my learnings that I'm making almost in real time, you know? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So, so let's talk about self-awareness a bit then, because we've, we've kind of already mentioned it and you were saying before that, that self-awareness is really important when it comes to, you know, not necessarily just mental health, but I guess like managing and dealing with emotions with just everything in life, like understanding where you're at in life. What's that journey of like building your self-awareness been like for you? It's been, I guess, up and down. Um, lately more highs than lows. Um, and I think self-awareness, it depends how you use it, right? It's a spectrum of emotions. So if I'm grateful or I'm happy, I appreciate the fact that this afternoon 
I was at the beach with my friends and we like this moment, right? I think great. I think self-awareness is almost about being in the moment. Like your, your quote says right beside you. Um, and I think spending time focusing on mindfulness, uh, focusing on gratitude, um, and as cool as it sounds like taking time away from this thing. Yeah. Um, right. The, they stop the immediate gratification or the stimulation of your phones or your friends or texts or whatever that is. Um, but I think in terms of self-awareness, the one thing I really want to touch base on, I thought was super helpful. Uh, one of uh, a psychologist from Melbourne taught me this, it was called setting micro goals. So people think like that, this cliche saying it's okay not to be okay. Mm. Um, I agree with that full heartedly, but I think that's true to an extent when you're not okay. The first thing you want to do, and most people want to do is no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. Or I'm, I'm fine. I'm, or just don't talk to me. It's like, no, I think it's, I'm sad. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. These are feelings that are normal. I'm human, mm. but you don't know when they hit, when they flood. So let's say it's Thursday, 6 32 PM. And I feel those emotions. I say, okay, I'm going to set a 30 minute timer on my phone. I'm going to allow myself to feel as opposed to suppressing it. And then at 7.02 PM, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to walk down the street. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to just something small micro goal to allow myself to transition out of that. So being self-aware, obviously enjoying the moment, but being self-aware in the sense that if I'm not feeling okay to let myself feel that and then transition out of that is uh, something that's been really helpful for me the past few months. Yeah. And I love that as well, because I was, I was going to ask you about how you, how you deal with the, the moments when you're feeling a bit more low. And I think I'm, I'm quite big on like leaning into those emotions. So it's like, if you're feeling anger, sadness, you know, fear, whatever it may be, allow yourself to feel it. Like when you, when you push it away and I do, I talk about this quite a lot, like in, in when I do webinars or like on the podcast or whatever, it's like, when you try and push an emotion away, all you're doing is creating a conflict around that emotion because you push it and you're saying, I don't want to feel this emotion. So every time you feel it, you're making yourself feel bad for feeling the emotion. But there's nothing wrong with the emotion because it's, like you said, it's just part of the spectrum of, of feelings and emotions that we have. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like lean into that, allow yourself to feel it and really just go through it like and you know it doesn't mean to sort of wallow in sadness all the time but like you said find something that will then help you break out of that feeling cycle because you can get caught in it like find and i love that idea of, of micro goals like i think that's so powerful man it's like I've, I've not quite heard it put like that and like finding just those little things like you know take a shower go for a walk you know call, call a friend whatever it is like i think that's really really awesome man thanks man I just recognized it was getting bad. To, like when I was like feeling bad, I, like if I was feeling bad or I was having a rough night, I would just want to isolate from the world. And I think we isolate because we form these identities with our friends or our family that we're this person and we always have to be that person. And if we're not that person, we're just going to turn off or like not talk to any of them and then like come back the next day or in a few, a couple of days. But I think if we just did those things, kind of what we chatted about, and show them that we're more than one side and we are okay with that and comfortable with that slowly over time. Um, we'd be happier with ourselves. And I think we'd have better relationships with the ones we love. Yeah. And have your relationships changed then since you've kind of started to put yourself out there more in terms of like the way you feel and, and what you, you feel 
online has that helped improve your relationships offline so to speak yeah it's helped with my family and myself um in terms of my friend circle it's more selective Mm. um which i think is probably a better thing as well um but the biggest thing is probably the one with myself that i've neglected by just being super busy or productive whatever you want to call it Mm. but it's i wasn't in tune i don't know i didn't know what could make me happy i didn't really know who I am. Like I said, for six years, my identity gradually changed to the relationship. Like, and then I was like, I don't have that to feed off anymore. I don't talk to her any days. It's like, who am I? Is this what I want to do? Um, who's really my friend? I don't know. It was a really questioning period of my uh, year to say the least. Yeah. And how, how did you navigate through that? Um, yeah. So like I said, so I, I, TikTok was super helpful. Um, talking to my parents every single day was probably the most helpful thing. Um, connecting with a few of my good close friends who are either like doctors or in the mental health space as well. That I've been very fortunate to get advice from and just, and that's the other thing too. Like my TikTok bio used to say, I never spoke of my TikToks. I said, I'm silent so you can be heard. A lot of times we don't want advice or be told what to do. I think I was very, very fortunate to have people in my life that were willing to listen or ask questions or judgment free. And I think that's so important that everyone can do. So it's very fortunate to have that, which caused me to be more introspective of, oh yeah, what was I think? Or like, huh? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Um, So I think more just trying to like ask myself questions and have people in my life that were supportive for me to do so. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think the the support network's really important, isn't it? And it doesn't, you know, for some people, it might not be your family. It could just be a group of friends. It could be one friend. It could be your partner. But having someone that you can speak with, you know, openly without there being any sense of judgment, I guess. Because I think that's that's maybe what stops a lot of us is the idea of being judged for the way that we feel, particularly when we're, like you said, you, you try and be a, a certain person for a certain group of people. And it's like when you're not being that certain person, you feel judged for it. And I think having a space or someone or, or somewhere, it, it could even be in a therapy session, you know, it could be whatever it could, but somewhere where you can have that space to speak and, and feel like you're not being judged for that is, is so impactful, man. Just that someone holding that space for you to feel heard, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying is so, it's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah. To have that outlet whatever that is for you in your life that you feel where there's no judgment 100 mm. percent. have you got um an actual journal as well like you, you were saying you used you've used tiktok as like a kind of journal slash i mean like i got a journal like i can go pull it out but it's like two pages like i don't use it <laughs> <laughs> i used to like i, I tried it I, I just wasn't for me yeah. um i probably should do it um but like you said like an outlet where you feel safe. Like I could have like the worst day in the world and I could cry on TikTok and like, I would feel like that's a safe outlet for me, which just sounds crazy to most people. Um, I feel like I have that. And then, or my, or my parents are like, or like my close friends from back home. Um, but I have people without feeling like I'm draining them or like being taxing on them that if I'm going through something, I'm able to express it um sooner than later so i don't let those thoughts things build anymore which mm. i think was super important for me and like being halfway across the world has allowed me to have a better relationship with my parents too yeah yeah because you're a you're real one yeah you're originally from canada right 
Yeah. Yeah. Near Toronto. Oh, nice. And so what, how did you end up in Sydney? Was that purely for studies or was that because you, you just started off across the world and tried to start <laughs> so, again? Yeah. 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 So when I did my degree back home in Canada, um, during that five years of like read, going through the degree, um, I did an international exchange in Melbourne, Australia, at Deakin university, uh, for four or five months. Mm. And I went there with the intention solely just to study and then travel. And I did travel to New Zealand and Thailand, but when I was in Australia, I fell in love with the country so mm. much that I told myself, I don't want to just come back here to study medicine. This is ideally where I want to live. So that's why I came back to Australia in Sydney because oh. they accepted me and it's a good program. Yeah. Nice, man. And how, how's that been for you in terms of, like you were saying, it's, it, it's helped you kind of build a stronger relationship with your parents. I get, it's weird, isn't it? How having that distance, <laughs> it's allowed you to build a stronger connection. How, how's that been elsewhere with like, with friends and stuff? And, and I'm assuming, you know, you, you, you were saying with uh, your ex, I'm assuming she was based in, in Canada back home, right? Yeah. 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 She's like, uh, today's her birthday. Like, oh. I don't know. I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, man, that's a tough conversation to have right now, but my parents, I've learned like what I was going through. They didn't always have the answers, I guess, or they tried. And I guess I learned through this experience. I don't know if you feel the same way, the older you've gotten is that your parents are just humans trying their best or they're just human beings. Cause I used to think they're like perfect. Or like, you know what I mean? Your, 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 your perception of them changes. And I see them more as like really good friends mm. um, that love me obviously unconditionally, but yeah, I've been very fortunate to have that and going through this and yeah, I just feel like it's much more real because I used to put on like this mask, I guess, or like tell them some of the truth. Cause I had my, my girlfriend of six years, I would just tell her all the real shit. Um, I could tell my parents what they kind of want to hear and kind of the truth, but now it's like, I have to tell them and they were more than appreciative to listen. Some of my friends back home in Canada, I lost contact with cause they're busy in their lives or essentially they're small, they're, they're bubbles, I guess. Mm. Um, and just with energy and time zones and like 10, 11 months, like it dissipates, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they reached out or I reached out, they're always there, but it's like that lost a bit and you make new friends. Mm. Um, and I've been fortunate to do that with what I've been doing lately. Yeah, of course. And I, I think that's one of the the amazing things on putting stuff out online, right? Is you, you end up connecting with people all across the world and making friends. Like I've got people who I would, I would classify as friends that I only speak to on like Instagram DMs because they live in America or, you know, Australia or you know other other countries you know South America as well it's like and I think that's that's impactful but I I kind of wanted to actually just explore one other thing before kind of talking about that a bit more is is that relationship with your parents because I'm I I feel like I'm someone who I have like a good relationship with my parents it's not amazing it's not the best relationship I've got you know it's it's at times it's like we live in the same house at the moment. It's like, we don't really talk. So like, and not in a bad way, it's just, you know, we're doing our own things or like I'm upstairs working and then I go down and we have, we always have lunch and dinner together. Um, but I'm interested, how, how, how did you manage to kind of improve that relationship with your parents? Like you said, obviously a lot of it was about sharing and, and being more open, but was there anything else that kind of helped with that relationship? Yeah, I think it was, the the breakup i was forced into this position of either keeping it all inside me 
telling people in my life that I wasn't too close with or opening up more to my parents. So it was kind of like this ultimatum and I mm-hmm. chose my parents and I was really not worried, but nervous because I'm an international medical student. So one, the tuition's expensive to a medical student. So it's like doctor first over everything. Zach can't be weak. Zach can't fail. Zach has to do all these things. How is he doing? So I, I didn't want to put that stress or pressure on them as well. I wanted to always like be good yeah. um, from that distance perspective as well. Cause they could come because of COVID obviously too. Um, so that was why I was hesitant too on top of that. Um, but yeah, that's essentially why. So probably like June, July is when the relationship got much, much better. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome, man. I think sometimes it is. It's like you have to go through the hard stuff to kind of improve a relationship, isn't it? It's like you can't. It's not always going to be plain sailing. And this is not not just parents. This could be friends. This could be, you know, a partner. This could be work colleagues. You know, any kind of relationship we have. It's like you, sometimes you have to go through the hard stuff so that you can have that that moment of vulnerability, which then opens up a a bigger conversation. And I think that's, that's one of the things I've tried to do with my parents is try to like show, and you know, I'm obviously quite open with it online and stuff, but try to show that vulnerability in person and try and open a conversation up around it and try and help, help them to understand me, but also me to understand them because they grew up in a different time. You know, they grew up in a time where you probably couldn't be as vulnerable because it was, it was about survival and, and trying to have stability and you know all of these things that we will probably never understand because our parents have have done that for a lot of us i mean not for everyone that that hard work and continue to do that hard work for us um so i think having those moments of like little bits of vulnerability open up the bigger conversations which create the create the connection i guess exactly and like it's a perfect example what you said it's just two completely different worlds or two completely different examples but openness and vulnerability is universal and mm. people can see when you're being that way. And then they're much more willing to share and listen. So I think that's, and I have a kind of question for you too, before we transition. Yeah, out of course, that. Man. Everything I work off of is vulnerability, but sometimes I carry that or I let it get to me into a sense. How are you able to express your true self without allowing it to take over you? Ooh. How are you able to get tap into that without I think being too far in? Yeah, yeah, I get that, man. I, I think for me, so I talk about I mean there's a lot of things to talk about, but I talk about these these three selves that we have, right? And the first one is is self-awareness. And it's like what we were talking about earlier. You have to have the awareness of how you're feeling, how you're showing up as a person, how your energy is, even what what adds to your energy? What takes away from your energy? What what do you really truly love doing? What are your passions? What what are the things you don't like? You have, like building that awareness helps deepen your understanding of yourself. And part of that is understanding your vulnerabilities and when you feel vulnerable and why, and getting comfortable with it. So that the second part of that is is self love. It's like knowing how to show yourself love. And we, I think we we think of self love as being like. I, I love myself. Like I, I'm the best person in the world because I love myself so much, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think self-love is more about knowing how to love yourself, even when you don't feel good about yourself, even when you might feel ashamed of something you've done, or even when you might feel guilty or sad or down, like you have to, 
learn to love yourself in those moments. And again, when you're, if you were with a friend and they came to you and they said, do you know what, Zach, I'm feeling really low today. This has been going on. That's been going on. What are you going to do? You're probably going to put your arm around and say, look, it's going to be fine. Like, don't worry about it. Let's, let's talk about it or let's go and do something that can help you relax or ease your mind. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't do that. We do the opposite. We, we push ourselves away or, or we like, like, nah, shut up, man. What are you talking about? And we, we, we don't open up ourselves to, to that form of loving of ourselves that we would show to a friend when they were in need. And then the, the third thing is um, self-acceptance. And it's like understanding that like self-love, self-awareness are great, but unless you can truly accept yourself in the times when you're not feeling great, as well as the times when you are feeling great. It's a lot easier to, to, to accept yourself when you're feeling great for obvious reasons. But when you're not feeling great, they're the times when you really have to learn to accept yourself because that's when it, as you would say, matters most, right? That's when that's when you matter most is yeah. like when you're, you're being accepting of yourself no matter what. And I think that to kind of long-windedly answer your question, when you combine those three things and those three selves, you, you allow yourself to feel however you're feeling that like there's nothing wrong with feeling any any type of emotion good or bad the only the only the only thing that's wrong with the emotion in itself is the way that you think about them and the reaction you have to the emotion the emotion itself is fine and i think when you kind of understand that that's fine it's okay to feel any way it's okay to kind of you know be low then you can kind of lean into it a bit more and you can accept and when you accept yourself it makes that feeling of feeling low and being vulnerable a bit more you feel at more ease with it rather than letting it consume you because when you when you try and fight it that's like i was saying earlier it creates conflict right and the conflict consumes you it's not the it's not the feeling or the emotion that consumes you it's the conflict that you build around it that consumes you so when you can accept it it makes that a lot more easy to kind of lean into and 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 feel and, and to deal with. I I love that. So self-awareness, self-love, and self-acceptance. Mm. Self-awareness, self-acceptance, got it. Something I struggle with is self-love. What mm. is what's something you'd recommend someone who could find ways to love themselves more? Oh, that's a good question, man. That, I'm gonna flip it onto you in a Putting second. Putting you on the spot, so, bro. Yeah, man. Get get your get your mind working as well, because this question's coming straight back at you in a sec. <laughs> right, um, I think I think I think self love comes down to like doing doing things for you that make you feel good when no one else is there. Mm. And th- that could sound a bit bit frisky to some people, but what I mean is like <laughs> <laughs> is like. I like to meditate. Like I love to meditate. Like, I don't need anyone else to be there when I'm meditating. That really serves me powerfully. I like to just stare out of the window sometimes and look at the trees from my bedroom window. That is a, that is a, a really great thing for me to do because it, it, it feeds me with energy. And it's like, I don't need anyone else to be there to do that. And I'm not ashamed to be doing that on my own because sometimes I feel like we have things that we want to do and we feel a little bit ashamed of it doing it around other people so self-love is about doing things for you that's it end of and that can be giving yourself a bath like putting putting hot water on putting some bubbles lighting some candles and just allowing yourself to relax in the bath let all your worries melt away it could be going to the gym and exercising like i'm i'm 
you know, when, well, when gyms are open, like quite big and going to the gym, that's part of my self-love routine is like, not because I want to look a certain way or I'm trying to build muscle in a certain way, but because I want to, I feel good when I do it. It makes me feel good about myself. When I do something for myself, I'm sending a signal to my brain that says, actually, you're important. You matter. You are loved. Like you are a priority right now. And when you, when you have those things in your life that kind of help you build around that idea of self-love, then it, it intensifies, you know, and it's like a lot of the work I do with, with clients is helping them to kind of reflect more on themselves and understand what they love about themselves and how to, how to show themselves more love. And like I said, that love doesn't always have to be, you know, so obvious. It can just be by being easier on yourself, allowing yourself to feel sad sometimes that's a, that's a form of self-love allowing yourself to to be sad and it's like i had a conversation with um a client this week actually and she she was she's a writer and she's having a bit of a mental block at the minute and i said to her like you know she's been struggling to finish this this piece that she's writing for, for a play that she's she's writing and i said what when's the last time you bought yourself a gift <laughs> and she was like what do you mean and i was like when's the last time you bought yourself a gift and she was like oh i bought myself some clothes and blah 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 and i said well why don't you give yourself a gift this week? And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, the gift you're going to give yourself is to allow yourself to write without any pressure. Just write and see what comes out. That is a form of self-love because you're allowing yourself to do something without the expectation, without the pressure. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that answers it perfectly. And I love the one you said it initially too, with the doing something you love if no one was watching mm. or just because it makes like, okay, if no one's watching, what would I do? I like, like staring out into the clouds or taking a bath or just simple, small things that mm. can really allow you to just love yourself. And I think that's a really, really good way of putting it. It's going to make me think about that tonight as well. Yeah, so I appreciate was, that. And I think as well, it's like, we, we, we think self-love has to be this massive act of like, this huge like thing with banners and like you know, not literally banners, but you know what I mean. We make we think it's this big deal. It's not. It's like the small acts are the ones that that build up and and create something really powerful. So, yeah, man. What's what's your your things that you do to for self love? Yeah. So I asked you what self love because that's something obviously that I need to work on. But I thoroughly enjoy nature. I like nature because then it usually has no service for my phone, so it forces me to just be with my thoughts. I like that. Um, I like. Sp- I like basketball. I like working out. I really enjoy. Um, what do I really enjoy? It's a good question. Those are probably my top uh, nature, working out and uh, trying new foods. I like trying new food. I like making new foods. I like cooking. I like cooking yeah. a lot. So that's something that I really enjoy. Yeah. See that? that I Italian. think that, Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. That's that's me. <laughs> Italian family. Um, I, I think that see, to me, that's a, that's a form of self-love, like just putting some time aside to, to cook good food for yourself that you like to cook. Like that to me is self-love, self-care at self-love because you're, you're doing something again for yourself. You're not, get, you know, cooking a, a meal because you've got guests over, but you're doing it for yourself. And I think those small acts really, really do make a big difference. Absolutely. So what I wanted to kind of touch on as well was like the idea of like connections, right? Because obviously 
I don't know if like you feel it or not, but by by being someone who who's quite open and stuff on online and you know you're you've got an amazing community that you've kind of built around your your pages and you know that you're continuing to to build like do you do you feel that there's a kind of pressure that comes with that as well in terms of like having to show up for other people without a doubt before like june or july i wasn't any i didn't do really any i I did social media but it wasn't to like this extent so when things started to snowball and really go well and people are messaging you you saved my life or you changed me forever or i'm finally happy after 30 years of being sad or whatever which is not true right because at the end of the day it's just random 15 second pieces of video content they took control of their lives. They took actions. They're the reason why all those things. So they're not true. But when people are saying those things and you're realizing that it's having some form of positive impact, of course, of course, you're like, oh, I have to produce more. Oh, I have to make more. Oh, I have to respond to all these comments. Oh, I need to respond to all these DMs with little audio messages. And I was burning myself out to the point that I just, I had to put up a wall of there's only so much I can do. And like you said, self-love. Um, so I would structure time. I would only respond to maybe like three DMs a day now and um, really turn my phone off away from notifications. And I do a thing, it's called 24-6. There's a book based off it. Um, so I take one day a week essentially off social media. Because uh, okay. um, otherwise I was, I was always just always just thinking, okay, do more, do more, perform more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was burnt out multiple times over the past few months because of it, but it's a learning process. And I think I've learned a lot um, with the 24 six. And then obviously you can't, you can't respond to everyone. You can't. Yeah. And I think as well, it's like, again, that's awareness, right? It's awareness of how, although it's, it's putting your energy out there and helping people in, in their, in their eyes, you're, you're not prioritizing yourself and you know, you're going to get to a point where you burn out. You're going to get to a point where you can't stand it anymore. You're going to get to a point where you, you need to take that time away because it's, it's affecting you mentally, even though you're doing such good, you know, you're, you're filling other people's cups first rather than filling your first to then help fill up other people's. Right. Yeah. My cup was definitely depleted. There was no Kool-Aid in the cup. <laughs> um, and a good friend of mine told me to start Zags like, care don't carry and i'm like because i was starting to carry it like i would post one tiktok a day of someone's like they're in a really bad position and i would always respond from it like trying to be as the most empathetic as possible every single day i was someone was uh, some story and i would always try to make it and then i'd say okay everyone comment this person you matter most and like people would respond like hundreds or thousands of comments mm-hmm. to this person just, just flooding them with love which was amazing but it was really taxing on me. And I just, I, as, as silly as that sounds, I know it sounds silly, um, but I just recognized that I couldn't, just couldn't do that every day. So I just started taking more care of me and finding a balance. And I'm pretty happy with where I'm at with doing that. Yeah. And I, I think, to be honest, dude, I think it, it really shows as well. Cause I think, you know, when I reached out to you with, 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 when I emailed you, one of the things I said was that I really love how you're bringing more of, you and your personality to to the content that you're making and it's not just always about you know your content was always like a message in terms of like this is how i'm feeling like 
um thinking obviously I'm, I'm i'm massively putting this in a, in a huge nutshell but like this is how i'm feeling i know you probably feel like this too and that's okay right that was a lot of the content whereas now 100%. i feel like you're bringing a lot more of your personality to it like you said you never you never used to speak in in your videos right and it's like the last few videos that i've seen at least as you speaking to camera and, and saying stuff and that still it still carries the same message but you carry it with a different energy and i think whether that's that correlates with you filling your cup first or not but i think it really shows as well thanks man yeah that's kind of the thing is i wanted to like one of the things i like about tiktok is about being creative and i felt like videos that are performing well were just one scope of what i wanted to put out there which burnt me out because i wasn't interested as much into like doing the same thing even though it was doing well so i'm like i want to just be me like i made a dancing video you know what these are like those giant pajamas yeah 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 they i, I made like a dancing video to that yesterday people like, well, i love this side of you it's like <laughs> it's just like yeah just just using it for more than just uh not even more than for mental health just there's more sides to a person than just the one thing that they project yeah exactly and i, I think I, I really i really enjoy seeing you show up like that as well and i think it's really important yes, that man. people see other sides to, to other people it's like you know again it just it, it it comes down to the thing of like you know social media you're only seeing the highlights right you're only seeing the highlights in a way of like people's lives and not necessarily the good but and with you you know you're sharing a lot of vulnerable stuff so you're, you're sharing a lot of good in a different way but that's kind of all people were seeing whereas now it's like they're seeing okay oh this is this is zach when he's smiling like he's a different zach like this is zach when he's having fun he's a different you know what i mean it's i think that's really cool and i think you know one of the things that that's really interesting is within that you know thing of of or showing yourself more love i guess and more care is like taking taking the break like you said the 24 6 like what what's what, what do you do on those days like because i think a lot of people find it hard to take a break from social media because we feel so connected to it so like firstly how do you how do you take the break <laughs> like do you switch your phone yeah. off and keep it off and do you delete the apps and then secondly like what do you mm. do on those days yeah so when i was like burnt out there was a point where every single night before i went to bed i would delete tiktok because otherwise i would just lay in bed and i would go through like and go through hundreds or thousands of comments and i'd find three or four or five negative ones and i would just overthink those ones and ignore all the positives so i recognize okay I got to get off this app somehow or get off social media because although it's doing it, it, it can eat away at you. So obviously like as a med student in like life, I have a structure and schedule. So I prioritize, okay, every, every week I'm going to take one day off of social media. I first, the few first few weeks I would delete the app. Uh, I don't delete it anymore. I have pretty good self-control. Um, but the, the close ones in my life know that you can't reach me for 24 hours. Mm. If it's really important. Um, call me. Right. That's, I don't see that social media. I see it's just this important conversation. Um, and I'll, I'll respond when I can like look at my phone, but I'll do errands in the morning. Like I'll go get groceries. I'll go to the gym. I'll do a couple of things like just like self-care things. I'll cook for the couple of days or, or clean my room and vacuum and reorganize my place. And then in the afternoon, I'll always go for a nature walk. Mm. So I'll do like a three or four hour hike or something. And that is usually when it's like, because I've done all the productive things that I could do without my phone. Then it's like, okay, I have time for me mm. where I can really just allow myself to think. And it's stupid. I'll just go on nature walks and I'll listen to my music and like 
a rap in the forest or I was just like, <laughs> like dance. And I go, I dance. I dance. Definitely don't dance. I don't dance, but like listen to music and just like jam out and just do my thing. Self love. Right. Yeah. Um, and I live in such a beautiful area of the world. So I'm very fortunate to be able to take full advantage of that. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a really important thing, especially with my schedule. People always say, Zach, how do you have time to do these things? I think prioritizing you is always the most important thing. Um, you can always, if you organize your schedule enough, you can always make time for you. Hmm. See, dude, I, 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 hearing that is amazing, man, because I, w- I would say that that day is a day of self-love. You know, and you're, Thanks, man. before you were saying that it's something that you feel like you struggle with. But, but for me, like, that's a day of self-love because you're saying, actually, yes, this stuff that I'm doing online is really important for me and for other people. But I'm going to put all of that aside because I need to, I need to serve myself. Like, and that's. To me, that's, but that's something that I've been starting the last like six, seven weeks. So it's still mm. new to me, but I just think it's something I really am happy that I've actually applied. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes the idea of it is, is the easiest part, right? <laughs> it's like actually doing it is like I say it all the time. I'm like, I should take a day, a day a week off of social media and I never do it. And I, I know that I, I shouldn't and be good for me. And I still never do it. Like sometimes I do, and that might just be circumstance of like what I'm doing that day or like there might be a certain day like it was my birthday last week so I was just like do you know what I'm not I'm just gonna stay off of it for the day like I did my post in the morning like mm-hmm. that it being my birthday because I wanted some love from other people obviously oh come Clear. on of course Clearly. happy birthday Alex we <laughs> share the story <laughs> cheers and um and but then after that I was like do you know what? I'm not I'm not I'm not checking everything until tomorrow and it was like I just spent the day with like my girlfriend like you know, my, my mom and dad and just like took the dog for a walk, like nothing special, but just time for me. And I think that's, it's so important to do that. Well, I challenge you if, if you want to get on, we can do like a TikTok challenge where like, say like next, this Sunday, you can join me on the one day a week off. We'll do 24, six. Yeah, together, man. If you yeah, know. I'll do it. I'll do it, man. I'm always down for, for stuff like that. And I think, yeah, taking that one day a week is, is, is powerful. The only, the only, no, but it'll work a lot because I'm doing I'm doing a daily. So me and my friend are doing a happiness journal on TikTok at the minute. So it's like every okay. day I post something of something that I'm grateful for. So like yesterday, my mum put up the Christmas tree. So it was like it was Christmas tree day. So that, that was my post. Basically. I love it. So I just have to, my friend that I'm doing it with, I'm going to have to tell him that I'm not doing Sundays and I'm sure he'll be fine with it. But Cool. Get, get, your, get your friend to join as well. Yeah, I will because he's, he's the same. Because it's this is the thing with social media and I know a lot of people can relate. I just got to put up one TikTok or one Instagram post today and then I'm staying away from my phone. Mm. You post it, you instantly check the notifications. Exactly. Who saw it? Who saw my story? Who commented? Who shared? Did anyone DM me? And it's not even what they said. It's you're constantly on your phone checking to see if they did. It's just, there's so much attention. Like your capacity, can your attention, like you only have so many attention bubbles in your head. Yeah. And I feel like if you can take one day a week off, it really helps clear yeah. your space. Yeah. And that was hard for me to do. Yeah, dude. All right. So let's do that, man. Let's hit, let's 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 set a challenge, right? For for anyone who's listening. We'll, we can do we can do it on TikTok as well. But I think for anyone who's listening, let's set that challenge of like DM both of us, or message both of us either on TikTok or Instagram and let us know that you're you're up for doing this challenge of just Sundays, no social media day. That that's your 24 hours for yourself. And yeah, so DM me and Alex saying hashtag 24, six challenge. Yeah. And if I see that hashtag, I'll, f- I'll follow up back everybody who tag, who does that to me. As long as it's not Sunday. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening yeah. to this on a Sunday, do it tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. Mate, I'm hundred percent down for that. And I think, um, Oh, 
that that's a really dope way to 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 end this conversation because i think we've kind of covered so lot and i think getting to the point where it's like actually taking a break for yourself just for yourself to do other things that you have going on in your life because social media is just one tiny aspect of your life it's not your whole life there's so much other stuff going on out there and that that's the time where you can do stuff for yourself or you can work on your relationships with other people or you can you know just go out into nature or you can go i like to skateboards i can go skateboarding or take the dog for a walk or you know hang out with my girlfriend and actually spend time where i'm not on my phone um which i'm sure she will appreciate <laughs> um so yeah man i think that's that's awesome man hashtag 24 6 challenge let's do it let's do this that's awesome bro i appreciate you alex for having me on this podcast man i really appreciate your time no worries, man. I appreciate you, man. Like honestly, I think what you're doing and what you've built is in such a short space of time as well, man. I think you, you I'm, I'm hoping you're pretty aware of it, but it's really special. It's really amazing. It's really inspiring. It's, it's helping a lot of people and it's changing a lot of people's lives for, for the better. And I think, you know, that might sometimes feel like it comes with pressure, but you know, don't, don't, I hope you don't ever take your eye off of like how that, what you're doing serves other people in such a powerful way. And, you know, when you can fill your cup first, that you're able to do that even more, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Awesome, dude. And just to sign out, do you want to let people know where they can find you online if they're not already following you? If you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok and get a follow back, hashtag 24-6 challenge to MD motivator. All kidding aside, um, that's my obviously my handle. But as you can see, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing a shirt that says Mental Health Movement. Me and my friend, we, who's like the psychiatry resident in the States, um, we started a clothing brand centered around destigmatizing and normalizing mental health, where you can find all our socials at, our podcast, hopefully to the power of Alex's. It's, the website's called Mental Health Movement, movement as MVMT.com. And you can find all our stuff there. So yeah, that's my plug. Awesome. Thank you, dude. No, thank you, man. Appreciate you, Alex. Thank you. Bye, man. So there we have it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Zach. I really loved his vibe and just his his mission really to empower other people I think is so inspiring and the way he does that through showing his own vulnerabilities and being willing to talk about what he's going through and what he's dealing with and how he's feeling I think is super inspiring. So I hope that you really did enjoy it and if you did like what you heard then please be sure to leave a review and even better still hit the subscribe button so that you can get the latest episode straight to your phone. And if you know someone who you think really benefit from hearing this episode then be sure to send them the link or even a screenshot because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages like this episode. So I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing the love today. Don't forget, if you do want to join us on our 24-6 challenge to drop us both a message on Instagram or TikTok, just using hashtag 24-6 challenge to let us know that you want to be involved. As ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi or TikTok AlexManziCoaching. Thank you for listening. I will see you for the next episode. Peace and love. This podcast is produced by Unedited.